check, check. Mic check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome back, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show live on the air. 702 586 Pulp, 702 586 7857. Millville coming up this weekend. Can't wait, man. Round 8 of 12 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships. Should be a good time. It is the best track on the series, and I do not want to hear any other opinion. All right? 702-586-7857 if you do have one, though. Uh, We're going to give away a fly work stand and a set of MaxX MXST tires as well on today's show. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to have Charles Caslew and Jason Thomas on to talk about Millville and the nations and maybe some Supercross talk and maybe MXGP talk, uh, whatever's on your mind. Please give us a call. Uh, maybe you will win something. Flyracing.com. Please check them out at your local dealer. Go to your dealer. Pound on the counter. Demand to see Fly Racing, whether it's the mountain bike, the watercraft, or the moto stuff that you know and love. Blake Baggett, Benny Bloss, Weston Pike, Zach Osborne. Just a few of the riders that wear fly. Lots of different lines as well. Uh, anywhere from the uh, light hydrogen line to the patrol line to the, um, uh, yeah, anything else. The hydrogen light vented line as long as kinetic mesh also. Uh, fly racing has got you covered. And uh, thanks to those guys for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Also, too. Get, get. There is one solution to improve your bike's performance, and that's with Get. With the brand new Get engine control units for two and four stroke bikes, you'll feel like riding a totally different bike. Improve rideability, maximize performance, improve throttle response. What are you waiting for? Uh, impossible to not fall in love with them, as has already happened to the most famous AMA, Supercross, and Motocross racers out there. ProTaper.com, please check them out. Geico Honda. Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, all using ProTaper drive and control components. And uh, whether it's the 7 8 bar, whether it's the, the fat bar, whether it's the fat bar with a no crossbar on it, ProTaper.com has got you covered. Throttle tubes, pegs, sprockets, chains, ProTaper Sportline. Uh, they've got it all for you, folks. They can handle it. And MXST tire is out now from Maxxis. You know that Maxxis can deliver the best tires for your bike. But did you also know that Maxxis delivers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much, much more? Maxxis will let you hook up, pull the whole shot, beat the competition in any terrain and conditions. Just ask McGrath, who helped develop the MXST tire uh, from Maxxis.com. We thank those guys as well for uh, all coming on the show and uh, support this show by supporting those companies, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Of course, I am Steve Mathis. With me in the corner over there, handling everything, taking the phone calls, we have a few open lines, is uh, the Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hey, Steve. Thanks for coming to Pookie's 40th. It was my pleasure, and it was, uh, it was a true experience. I've never been in a house like that before. Yeah. You spared no expense. That's what I do. Yeah. She only turns 40 once. She, I think that's true. I'm yeah. glad you showed up, unlike that bastard Marks. Some freaking people, did, man. Who did, could not show. Oh, I'm busy. Yeah, my, I'm busy. I'm busy. grandma in law Jason, sick. Jason yeah. Ellis called. We're hanging. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ellis are hanging. Uh, yeah. And you and your lovely wife, Heidi, won yes. the prize for guess what grade Pookie was in. She made a little deal with photos of her different years yes. and you guys won i actually after i won i almost felt a little creepy like i know my kids a little too well yeah uh, man that's true yeah, yeah there was a little I feel, yeah i don't know if i should take pride in winning yeah, Kiefer not, knew but. one of them because it was the most bangable one he said <laughs> but uh yeah you did you nailed it you and heidi got the yeah. same amount yeah so. different different answers though but well we got yeah it, she uh but yeah thanks for coming it was fun and uh hopefully you enjoyed yourself and i did yeah and you won yourself a little red bull prize yeah i got some red bull <laughs> So yeah, that's my wife for you, everybody. 
And then Heidi got some. Brushes I thought the and... idea of having a party is like other people. Yeah, throw... right. No, not not no. Not, in the, not in this day and age. No, no she, she spends the money on the decorations. She spends the money. She gives prizes out. Mm-hmm. She makes the games. She handles everything, everything, and it's her party. So how does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. He says. That, well, kids nowadays. I mean, my wife, bless her heart, she gives when it's my one year old. He just had a birthday. Uh-huh. She got a present for my nine year old so that he didn't feel left out. And I'm like, yeah, Are you freaking no, serious Pookie right does now? that too. I can't nah, stand that. My not, nieces not both. Okay. My nieces both get presents. Yep. I'm like, what? When what my brother had doing? a birthday, I oh, got yeah. jack shit. You got to sit there and watch him with jealousy. In Absolutely. Your eyes. Yep. What happened to those days? I don't know. Well, anyways, Pookie Mathis' 40th birthday. Tits came out and showed his support. Unlike Marks. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing. We're going to give away a work stand on the show. MXST set of tires from uh, Max's folks. Uh, Pro Taper and Get as well. And uh, before we get to Charles, let's get to Kalen. Kalen, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. What's your, what's your question? All right. So I got a, I got a couple of them. Um, first one was about Tomac. I was reading the staging area by JT, and I guess he said he'll be on later on. But kind of rushed to call, so I got ahead of him. He said in the staging area that he is picking Mooscan to win. And I know he did good last year, but uh, I, I have several memories of Tomac just absolutely dominating at Millville. Is your opinion the same? Do you think Marvin yeah. beats him, or do you think Tomac wins? No, nah, JT's an idiot. Uh, Tomac will win. Tomac's the fastest guy. He's been the fastest guy. He has crushed yeah. it at Millville before, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's it, what I thought. I mean, in, in 250s, that's where, that was where he took uh, uh, the lead, the championship lead from Roxon and Roxon crashed, but he yeah. still was dominant there. Yeah, he, was, he started, I, I counted, that was there. He started 18th and won by a minute and a half. You know, it's crazy. No, absolutely. Look, uh, uh, Tomac crashed at, uh, or Tomac's bike blew up at Red Bud, Marv beat him. Tomac crashed at uh, um, second moto at Redbud with a Southwick. shitty start, oh. and Marv beat him. Uh, Tomac uh, second moto at Southwick crashed. Um, generally speaking, Tomac has beaten Marv every time without something happening to Tomac. So, yes, right. uh, uh, it is a Millville is a Redbud like track, and Tomac was uh, checking out in the first moto. Well, maybe not checking out, but he had a nice lead. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I think. The only guy who can beat Tomac is Tomac, Kalen. That's it, right? <laughs> hey, I, I agree. Now I've called him before. I'm a diehard Tomac fan, and it's just been uh, it's been crickets in my corner the last couple of years because of all the dad gun crashes. He's been inconsistent, yeah. but this year it's been a little bit of a different story. So it's been yeah, better. it's got to be tough though being a, being a fan of of Tomac <laughs> because yeah, like he as I wrote and as I said and I've told Eli this himself. You should be going for your fourth title in two years. Yeah, you should yeah. be. You should be a three-time champion going for your fourth right now, and and because he's that good, he really is. And he, the only yeah. guy that can stop him is himself. And I, I think he still yeah. wins this title. I think he pulls it back together and uh, and runs away with it again. I really do. Uh, so. I agree. Um, hey, we got we got time for one more. Yeah, you're gonna like this one. Okay, so uh, I uh, I put in a tweet for tweet of Travis the other day, but he did, he didn't get to it because. Mark's dropped that bomb of a story, and you guys said, okay, we're calling it quits. And so you didn't get to mine, which is totally fine, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it now. Yeah. How many championships does uh, Sue get, and how many more championships does Martin Davalos get in their era if the Steve Mathis Memorial Nets are in during their career? How many do they get? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Marty has thrown <laughs> off the track. For sure, once Marty would have been saved once for sure. Um, Absolutely. And Stu... Yeah, Stu a bunch of times. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they I get mean, a bunch. That's a great, that's a great. Um, <laughs> but don't you feel? But don't you feel like the anvil always falls on Marty, right? It always, like I said, well, he went off the track this year again <laughs> in one of the rare places where there was no Mathis Memorial Net. That's what I was going to say. I kind of think that with Marty, maybe it doesn't change anything because no. it's kind of like the Wiley Coyote dropping there. No, absolutely. And I told Peyton that I said Mitch at Vegas. I said the anvil always falls on him, and Mitch is like. That's actually a pretty good one. I'm like, it, it's true. Like he, can't, I'm sorry. It's just it can't happen. He is the coyote, and the championship is the is the roadrunner, and it, he cannot get it. It is you, it is not going to happen. Got, you got to think that after 12 years, 13 years, that people would catch on, no matter how fast he is. It's just not happening for him. He's no. a good guy. But oh yeah, it's no, it's, not yeah, no, it's not happening for sure. And and when he moved to 450s outdoors last year, what happened? He killed it. Killed it. No Absolutely pressure. No pressure. He has a lot of skills on the bike, uh, and look what happened. So. 
so how, can I ask you how come he didn't continue with the what happened? He, how come he didn't get hired four fifty? I couldn't, mean, he was so yeah, good. he couldn't really get a ride, and there wasn't. And there, to be truthful, there wasn't a lot of rides out there. You know, um, he just couldn't, oh right, he just couldn't get a ride. I think a team like Cycle Trader would hire him, but he's not going to step down from from factory stuff onto there. You know, so. Um, I, yeah. I understand that part. Like, yeah, people, okay. there wasn't a lot of rides. So, um, thanks, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, nine minutes in, we got our Marty talk out of the way. So it's fantastic. Uh, speaking of Marty, uh, let's get to Charles Caslew from Hundred Percent. What's up, Charles? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. We got our Marty talk right off the bat. It's already done. Oh, gee. So, how long has the show been on? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. You already have much time devoted to Marty. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Charles Caslew on the show. Hey, by the way, people, uh, he supports Pulp MX Fantasy, uh, 100% does. And if you use the code PULP18 at checkout, you save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. So go to ride100percent.com, use the code PULP18 at checkout, save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. This is just for the fantasy people, but because Charles are on this podcast, we'll, we'll throw it on the, on the fly Moto60 show also. So... Please for me. check that out. Um, and we see you people on hold. We'll get to you in a second, so thank you for staying on hold. Uh, Charles, uh, Kalen called in about Tomac. He said he's a Tomac fan, and and I didn't know this, but JT had apparently picked to- uh, Marvin to win Millville. I disagree. The only guy that's going to stop Tomac is himself, and I think with a week off, he'll pull together and, and rebound here. What do you think? Do I guess first, do we remember what happened to to Eli last year in Millville? Because I wanted to do some research prior to the call here, and he went two five last year in Millville. Do, uh, we, do you remember the specifics of that? What happened there? No, I'm, but I'm betting. I I'm, don't. I'm betting he crashed. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> uh, well, um, having said that, you know, I, typically I can never bet against Eli Tomac on any given. If you're looking at one single race. Uh-huh. Um, but looking at the facts of the last, you know, what, four motos in a row, he's had some type of issues. And last year in Millville, Marvin went 1-1, and Eli had a, a bad showing there. So I think I'll go with uh, JT on the okay. prediction for Millville. I think uh, I think he's better, man, than he was the last year. Tomac is, that is. And, uh, but you know what? Yeah. He, he, he can't afford much more mistakes. Yeah, you know. I'm not too con- if I'm Eli. I'm not super concerned with the three point deficit right. um, with this many motos to go. But um, I am concerned with uh, the, the puzzling couple couple motos here in a row that I've had issues. But I mean, you're, if you're Eli Tomac, you're in theory you're you're so mentally strong that you're thinking back to the the six in a mo- six motos in a row win streak or, or yeah. all those overalls. You're not stressed about the thirty six nine at, at Redbud. Yeah. Well, I. I wrote I wrote this uh, on my column at Redbud. Like Marvin and Barsha were way back in the first moto, and just like Eli was off the start, and they salvaged a second and a third or a second and a fourth. Yep. And that to me, Eli's got to do that. That's what he has to do in that second moto. His bike broke, not his fault. Shit happens. Um, I just thought that you know he. I don't know for sure, but I just thought he probably got a little pressure a little rattled and he because he he's got to do what marvin barsha can do because he can we know he can and they were in the same yeah. circumstances now different track uh charles you you race pro you understand the difference in these tracks that they how bombed out they get but sure. he can still do that and right. sh- and, should have done typically that. for sure and typically the the deteriorating track that's more difficult in the second moto would lend more to eli being able to come more past those guys because mm-hmm. his skill is you know so yep. much higher than somebody that gets, you know, nine, ten, eleven, yep. typically. So in theory, uh, yeah, it should have been a second, no problem. Yeah, three like Tomac, but it wasn't. So. Yeah, you would think so, right? Uh, he ended up getting a ninth with two crashes and a stop in the mechanics area. So, <laughs> which is a pretty, I mean, Eli Tomac's scoreboard and his career. I think you, you would see a lot of firsts and then a lot of. He doesn't typically have like a well. I just rode around and got second. Yeah, like it doesn't happen. No, so no. It's either it's either some pit stops, multiple crashes in the ninth, or or a win. I don't know if I ever see, remember a ride who was pulling the mechanics area for mid race repairs like Tomac. Think about Glenn Helen last year. Think about Supercross. Think about twice yeah, this I think, year. <laughs> I think he's been pretty vocal about um, his handlebar and lever setup and how he would um, much rather stop save the, you know, waste the 20, 30 seconds to straighten it out. And he feels that the laps can click off fast enough to make up that, yeah. that difference um, rather than just riding around at, at 
80% or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you make of Roxon so far, Charles? Uh, great Lakewood switches suspension components, kind of struggles, then comes Redbud. Now he gets a gift, but he still isn't second to get that gift of a moto win. And Redbud, his first win in like two years. And second moto, he's in the battle for the lead. Uh, ends up on a little bit of the, on the worst end of things. But I, he was progressing quicker than I thought, and then he was doing mm-hmm. worse than I thought, and now I'm more confused than ever after Redbud. <laughs> Uh, and I wish I could provide some expert analysis to clear that up, but I'm just as puzzled as you because yeah. leaving leaving Hangtown, I was that was rough. That second moto there was really bad, and then he came back and got things somewhat on the rails, and then uh, High Point was another kind of step backwards, and then now he seems to be back on the right track. So I, I Spring Creek could be something like two three, or it could be could be something yeah. like. Five seven. I, I don't know. Have it's you hard to say have, at this have point. you raced Millville? You have, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, I have. Uh, similar to yeah. Red Bud, don't you think? Somewhat. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely uh, tilled up and deep. It has the sand whoops, but I think that's a little deceiving if you're trying to to label it as a sand track because that's an isolated part. Um, yep. Yeah, it's got big jumps and it's got a good flow and, and good dirt on the other parts. But it's, I think, in terms of bike setup, it's kind of difficult because it has the sand whoops that require one feeling um but then it has deep ruddy sections and then it has some hard pack even and mm-hmm. some, some parts so um bike setup's difficult and although it's the best track on the circuit by the way charles and i won't hear anything <laughs> about it i won't hear anything else uh my argument would be southwick i personally love southwick track well wow. that's, that's fine that's fine millville's the best track yeah that's it okay um all right <laughs> let's go to uh truman truman what's up how are you man Hey, Truman Daniels, WarrenMX.com. Yes. That, that, okay. <laughs> Just giving you a call. Listen to your podcast with uh, Phipps from Works Connection. Uh-huh. And you guys briefly touched on the uh, whole shot device debacle. I happen to know a lot about that. I don't think anyone else really in this world, a very small percentage of people know the true story about that. I think you should dive into that sometime. Um, yeah, maybe, huh? The, uh... Tamer and get a hold Kev, of Kevin, Tamer Kevin, and Ta- all those guys. Right, Kevin Tamer uh, started it, uh, patented it. Uh, other people broke the patent. There was issues. People, there was some anger on every, on everybody's sides. Uh, and then Works Connection, you know, built a better mousetrap. And yeah, it was interesting, right? It is. Uh, it is an interesting. It's a really story. deep story. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wouldn't 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 be bad to go into it. I think so. Uh, you know, and our our resources at Warren MX are spread so thin right now. Yeah. I think it'd be a good story yeah. for you to cover. I understand, Warren, for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Um, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Good talking with you. Thanks. Uh, actually, Charles, you and I talked about Eric's podcast. Uh, you liked it. You thought it was cool. I, I, you know, it's interesting. Really nice guy, and a really interesting talk on how we built this this multi million dollar company. Yeah, it's. Um those types of podcasts are, are fascinating to me that the people that can start something from literally scratch. I mean, the guy just had an idea and wanted to make motorcycle parts because he likes riding dirt bikes and he's turned it into a thriving business. It's, yeah. it's a super, super inspiring story. I'd recommend everybody to listen to. It. Yeah. Hey, I want a skid plate. I'm going to make a skid plate. Oh, look, my buddies want skid plates. Oh, I guess I'll make skid plates. Yeah. Right. Now look at them. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, hey, Phillips on two with a question about Bogle, and I don't even know where to start. But let's <laughs> let's start with that. Philip, what's your question about Bogle? Well, I, I was just wondering, do you think he can even make it in the top twenty this weekend? I mean, like, what what the hell is going on with him, dude? I don't know. Mind um, boggling. What's going on? Do you play Pulpamex Fantasy? Did he? Have you picked him? Oh yeah. Okay. Not, no, there's no way in hell. No way in hell. Uh, yeah. Somebody I know I'm just like, picked them. But uh, yeah. Charles. But I'm just like, what's going on? What do yeah. we have to do? What's, what's he have to do? Charles, what's going on? What, what are we doing? Uh, 18, 20, 24, 18 with three out of four hole shots. That's what's going on. <laughs> that, I, I, hey, I mean, <laughs> that is tough to do, Charles, to get three hole shots and get those scores. Especially, I mean, not to... Oh, go ahead, Not to add salt to the wound, but I mean the field is is about as depleted as it's you know as it has been in recent years. So that uh, those results are, are pretty bad. So I, I think Justin, you know, won motos and won overall, you know, as recently as last year. So uh-huh. the talent's there. I think the bike is good and there. It's you know there's something going on 
Um, maybe there's more to the story that we don't know about. Um, but yeah. you're, if you're Justin Bogle, you're not doing yourself any favors um, to get a get a job well, next year. That's for sure. The thing that's weird, Philip and, and Charles, is that he, you know, J- Jeremy Albrecht of JGR was like, "Hey, he's not coming back till he's ready. He really wants to take his that's time and come back." Yeah. yeah. And yeah, well, you know, this is. I don't think he's trying to build up a big comeback story. He's gonna be like, "Oh, that was that shitty year in 2018. He's gonna come back and now this." You do it on purpose, maybe. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Phil. Thank you, man. If he's doing it on purpose, he's going to have an interesting comeback story and a on another truck next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, look, I've talked to him. He seems like he's in a good mood. He's trying. He understands, you know, that he can't quite get the pace. But as you said, Charles, I mean, he should be 10 to 15, you know? Yeah, no problem, 10 to 15. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bogle, that's... Yeah. So... I don't know what are you, what's going on here. You there? Yeah, I, oh. I put on mute because something's going on here. Okay. Um, yeah, he he's it's been rough, and uh, but another week off, and you know maybe he can pull it off, right? I mean, I, I, you would you would hope. I'm sure uh, him and his agent and his you know, whole family are hoping something changes. But yeah, you know if you're kind of uh, you know looking at it from a neutral standpoint, I mean it it hasn't gone well. No, no, not at all. Uh, let's get to. Um, Let's get to David on one. David, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, this is Big Papa Yum Yum from the uh, Tweeted Twit, Tweet Tits uh, segment, Tweeted Travis segment. Tweet, yeah, Tweet, um, Tweeted Travis. We don't even know who Tits is yeah, anymore. Yeah, we don't need to have Tits. Hey, I got a question about the uh, point system. I know you're a big fan of people not knowing about it. I know about the point system and how it works uh, to a point. For numbers? You mean like for numbers? Year. For numbers? Yeah yeah, 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 for national numbers. Now, this is – I. I've been following this sport for a while. Is this? I think this is going to be one of the first years in a while where Jason Anderson, number 21, is, is a Supercross champion. We're either going to have Amart or Plessinger as the 250F national champion. Mm-hmm. And we, now let's just throw, not, not, not counting it on Eli, let's count Marvin as actually winning the title this year. Hypothetically. 25. That's, th- that's three digits, 21, 23, 25, and eight. What's Amart? 26? 26, yeah. 26. So there's th- three three champions with two-digit numbers. How do they determine which one's going to get Stu's number first? Like, who gets the first pick uh, I believe, of the digits? Like, I, how do they put it in order? I believe it's Anderson would get first pick and and then go d- go down to Marvin and then go down to, to the 2 guy. To Plessinger. Okay, that's that's they, they trump the Supercross trumps the national title. Then the I, 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 the just just because he was first guy, he was first guy to get it. So okay, I got you. I understand. But I've never but, seen this before. No, you're right. I don't know for sure. I believe that, but I don't. I'll have to check. It may go on total points. Uh, I you know I don't know. I'll have to. Ask. That's a great question to ask. Actually, Charles, do you know? Do you have any idea? Uh, my assumption would be that it hasn't been addressed in the AMA rulebook. <laughs> Probably. Anderson's going to be third in points, man. It, yeah, yeah. Overall, you mean That's the way that runs? Uh, yeah, overall, he'll be behind the other two guys more than likely. Um. Yeah. And, and yeah. the old Grand National. Yeah. Uh, the old Grand National yeah. system. Uh, well, we got huh. five. Five is open now, I believe. Uh, seven will be open. Oh, we, they all want sure? seven. They all they all want that seven. You know that. You I know don't. That. I don't think you know any. I don't think they want seven. I wouldn't pick seven. Charles, would you? Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, are, you, are we sure seven's open? If they let it go are, another are we year, ready? no. Listen, Charles, I'm going to riot if they if they <laughs> if they say, "Hey, we're going to hold on to it." There's going to be serious issues with me rioting. Like it's over. Uh, it's over. If you're a bet, you're in okay. Vegas. What are, what are you betting on it being open? It will. They they cannot possibly hold it for another year. They can't. They cannot. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm you're confident. Who gets it? Charles, you think they would really? No, I, yeah. At this point, anything would surprise me. How long has it been since he legitimately should have given it up? Three years? Um, no, years? no, because sixteen he he raced in sixteen, right? So what, then, just outdoors that summer, did he get yeah. twenty five points? Or yes, whatever? he got twenty five points. Stop it! It was ugly. Do you remember? It was ugly, but he got twenty five points. So, um, so then six seventeen he took off, and then eighteen he took off. So, and eighteen was like his, you know, I'm yeah. gonna call on a favor. Yeah, great yeah. period. Okay. Yeah. So, but would would one more question? Uh, hold on, Charles. Would you take seven though if it was open? If you were one of those guys? Um. Yeah, certainly. Why not? Okay. I mean, I, 
I'm in a position where I was never in a position to have a single digit number, so I'll take whatever. But no, I'm, um, I'm taking. That's a tough spot to be in. As I'm taking know. five, I'm taking nine. Yeah. yeah. Well. So, anyways, uh, I ask one more question about the same subject. Yeah. Uh, this is there's another point to Stu. When Stu went from 259 to seven, hey. he chose 259 as his national number. Then he went at seven. Now, if if uh, your buddy uh, 16. Zacco or Roxon want to change their number to a, a single digit? Do they have to win another title to do it? Or no, I think I think you, you, able to do it? you get one chance. Well, Stu had to because they outlawed the three-digit number. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And they you get one chance to change a number. Savachi changes number, um, yep. so you're allowed to do it one time. Charles, unless you know okay, differently. Okay, so those guys can do it. No, it's one as far as I know. But I got some breaking news on the 2016 outdoor points. Yeah. I just did a quick quick pull-up. Well, Stu got 23 points. Yeah, but what about Supercross? He didn't get any, I don't think, right? He didn't race Supercross, did he? He was suspended, right? No, uh, 16 he raced. That's when, that's when Dungey knocked him out. Yeah, Dungey knocked him out beginning of 16. So he the came first back round, whatever, right? messed Yeah. Up, messed up Stu's, messed up Marvin Musman's first win at Atlanta. Yeah. yeah he got points. Yeah, he got points. Oh, so he got he got the three needed or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. he got lost at Atlanta. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Last point. So he got points. Um, cool. Hey, uh, Dave, those are good questions. Do you want to fly race and work stand? Uh, sure. Yeah, you got I a, will. You I, got, I, won, I won something a couple months ago. Is that okay? Tits. He won something a couple months ago. What did he win? I don't. Oh, know he, he, well, he's on the line. You can literally ask him right now, and then he'll say what he won. And then yeah. I can say yay or nay. Well, he's, he can hear I you. Wanna, I know. Uh, what did you I want to fly helmet? He want to fly I'm helmet. Guys. It doesn't matter. We're giving him a stand. Those are good questions about the the numbers. Oh. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. I, I didn't want I didn't want you to think I was an idiot about the points. No, no, those are good questions because I don't really know. So stay on the line. You want to fly race and work stand, man? All right. Thank you, thank you, Steve. No problem. All right. I, I mean, he 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 stumped he, he stumped up. He knew the points. That was a plus. Yeah. Uh, Nick, so what's Stu got? Stu got ten points in Supercross, and 16, so, he got so he barely squeaked past twenty. Thirty-three. So he got thirty-three. <laughs> uh, what's up, Nick? How are you? What's your question? Yeah, as in regards to guys getting their next ride, how much do like your finishing position? How much does that actually matter compared to marketability of a rider? Well, we have a guy on the line who 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 who's involved in that a little bit with hundred percent. What do you think, Charles? Like you look at results and you look at markability. You look at somebody like the Seven Deuce Deuce, who's certainly um, you know out kicking his coverage with sponsors uh, based on markability. Then you look at other guys like um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other guys that maybe Josh Grant, who who gets rides and and has great rides, but then you know doesn't do a ton of media stuff. So I don't know, Charles. What do you think? How much do you put a balance on that? There, it's absolutely a, a balance. Um, and, and still in the race, the world we sit in today, I mean, the race results still dictate the majority of that um, because that just inheritedly gets you media exposure when you win races, right? You're on TV and your other brands are running ads um, with that rider's picture that then shows our products in it and things of that nature. You know, I think Ryan Dungey is a good example of that. You know, he wasn't outgoing. He didn't like to do a lot of media stuff, but he was getting paid really, really well because he put results up on the board on Saturdays. So, um, but then on the contrary, there's, you know, like Steve mentioned, a guy like um, Instagram, he does a really good job of, of marketing himself and um, getting a lot of exposure for his, his sponsors without necessarily, you know, getting top tens and, and putting a lot of great results in. So it's a balancing act that evolves, you know, daily almost even- around here. You have to, measure all all metrics it's hard to put a number even, on what percentage even even more so than like marketability what about just being in the eye of the motocross scene let let's say hypothetically you live at a training camp in oklahoma and you run like top 10 in the nationals but you're still looking for a ride is that because you're not in front of someone all the time in california or is that you know how much does that play into it that matters a little bit for sure, but today with the you know instant gratification of social media, you know that guy in Oklahoma, it, it could have a ton of followers, and that he could reach you know the people in California or, or somewhere else um, better than ever before. So uh, while I would say results still trump all, if we're talking pure racing athletes, um, it's easier than ever to to get support if you're not a top 
top finishing guy. So sure, sure. Cool, man. Thanks. Right. Thanks for the call. Uh, can I give a shout out to a kid that's going to line up on the 450 gate? And I know he listens to this stuff. His name's Colin Fletchall. I'm going to just wish him good luck, and I'm going to try and find him in the pits this weekend. Awesome, man. Yeah, good luck to him uh, lining up in Millville. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right, later. Yeah, it's a. It's a what? I was going to say, what do we know about this Colin guy he was talking about? Is he going to be an 18 handicap? Fantasy purposes. How, uh, <laughs> how did you score at Red Bud, Charles? Not good. Not four, good at all. Four, I, it, 446 for myself. It, it was worse than that. Um, thank you, Toshiki, Toshiki Tomita. Thank you very much for Tomita. For t- tomato, his Truman calls him. Yeah, Dan has troubles with names <laughs> on our podcast. It's great. Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. still doing that. Um, I man, it was bad. I, 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 I you should, it's so frustrating because it, you're you're neutral. You're looking at results. You're making positive, um, educated guesses on people's results, and then guys like Joey, which is Tabachi's a good buddy of mine, just goes from you know fifty points to you know yeah. laying on the ground for a lap. Yeah, and yeah. It's, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, it's frustrating. Welcome to Pulp Mix Fantasy. It's very frustrating. But it's, it makes Saturdays much more eventful, that's for, <laughs> for <does>. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, AJ, you got a question about the exposure for the sport? Yeah. Um, I'm just curious because I'm scrolling through ESPN and all that stuff. How do we get on ESPN like we used to? Because we're obviously not. But Cornhole is now a sport and it's featured on ESPN. Yeah. Well, like, um, do, we to, do we need to change like promoters or something like that? Yeah, the, the you know the the TV contract is up for Supercross and they're shopping it, and I have not heard ESPN interested at all. I'm sure they would have gotten a phone call from the folks at Feld, like, hey, do you do you want Supercross and do you want to pay um, for Supercross? Apparently, it's between NBC and Fox. Going back to to Fox, and the Outdoors has a deal with NBC that they're happy with, and they struck, and so I think it's. It's I mean, we used to be on ESPN, but it was like a, it was all delayed. It was never live. Um, you would think with all the channels that ESPN has, and they have a ESPN Plus now, which is on-demand sports. You would mm. think that uh, AJ ESPN would be interested in it, but uh, I would guess, and I don't know, but I would guess ESPN has not been interested at all in our sport because uh, I would think mm. the promoters would try to make it work. Uh, don't you agree, Charles? Totally. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's even kind of interesting to me on, on how, like Sports Center, for example, how do they determine what sports are highlighted on Sports Center and where do they get that content? Is that something we're failing on providing to ESPN or are they just like, yeah, we tried that, no yeah. one cared, we, moved on? I, I think know. like, I think Chad, Chadapult made it on ESPN, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah. Like, for th- sure. it has yeah. happened here and there, but yeah, basically, I, I don't know, EJ, it's for people who are much smarter than me, but uh, they don't seem to be interested in it. And they love cornhole championships and fly fishing and darts and whatever else. Yeah, because you know? I always thought, because, um, I don't know, I guess, can't they just like, because what, Outdoors is on uh, NBC Sports, is that correct? Yeah. Can't they just like move it to there too <laughs> well no because they, they have a deal with like, they have a deal with nbc yeah there's a lot of money involved they have a deal with nbc they can't just move it over there no be, no well because you said supercross is is uh is shopping right yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like combine the two though like you said on previous podcasts mx sports and yeah. sell i guess don't don't get along right the, the, you yeah i think to grow the sport they would want to do that well but, you would think, AJ. You would think a lot of things, um, but uh, yeah, no. I would, I would guess that ESPN has no interest. I am sure the powers that be at Feld and at MX Sports have approached ESPN, thought about ESPN, threw a little uh, call in there to say, "Are you interested?" And I would guess ESPN told them to pound sand. So, mm-hmm. uh, or th- just the, the number, the financial side of things. Yeah, you know, the others are just yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the call, call AJ. Them. Yeah, no, absolutely, right? Uh, Dominic, what's happening? You want to talk about Alex Martin? Yeah, I got a question about his contract. Yeah. Um, now, Troy Lee, he realistically could still win the championship, and they're willing to let him walk. There's no, there's no something in his contract that automatically renews if he wins the championship. Um, yeah, I, uh, I had heard. That's probably, that could be. I had yeah. heard that there was maybe going to be 
hey, you can stay on the team if you win a championship contract offered. But yeah. but then by that time, maybe the JGR deal is gone, right? Like you can't wait till September. Yeah. You know? So I know that sucks. That sucks for Martin, and it sucks. I mean, the idea is to parade your guy around the number one plate, and then well, it's gonna. Hey, JG- and then JGR will have it, right? Well, like they, they bought the hill. They bought the hill. They bought the hill number one plate. They'll, <laughs> they'll buy the Martin number one plate, and and they'll let him go. So yeah, no, it. Uh, I, 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 you know, I think there's no hard feelings with TLD and Alex. They just don't have room for him because they got to get the amateurs signed up. Bring in the yeah. amateurs. So that uh, that's take them three years, three years to get anything done. Yeah, no, that's the way we're working right now, Dominic. So, um, hey, do you have a do you have a bike, Dominic? My kids do, not me anymore. What what size of bikes do your kids have? Yeah, the two fifty F. Okay, you want a set of Maxxis MXST tires? Sure. All right, stay awesome. on stay on hold. Uh, tits will get your information. All right. Thanks, Steve. No problem, man. Any any question about Amart? And where I get to yell about amateurs, I'll, I'll give that guy a, a, a t- set of tires, Charles. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Charles, I was going to touch on Amart with you. Like, seriously, I don't want to be overdramatic here. But if the troll train is going to get this number one plate, he has to go 1-1 this weekend. Seriously. I don't care what AP does. He, he's 30-something points, 34-something. He has to go 1-1 on the track he grew up on. Yeah, it's a big weekend for him because you know we all know that you know in a month or whatever the Ironman race is a big race for for Plessinger. So yeah, um, you have to you have to maximize your your good races, which he hasn't done a good job of because I think he's left points on the table where he could have. Where Aaron was struggling with twenty three points, he's left. I believe I added them up. Twenty three points. Yeah, that's that's rough because. I mean, Aaron on, on the weekends he's on is dominant, but then those off weeks are, are pretty bad. They're they're ninths and fifths and sevenths, and um, and Amar just hasn't capitalized, which is he's going to look back and be super frustrated after this is said yeah. done. Yeah, I, I I he doesn't just have to beat AP this weekend. He's got to go one one. I really think that because it's yeah, it's winding, I would agree. It's winding down here, and this, and he's you know he's great on this track and everything else. So uh, we already talked about Marty. So why not talk some more stew uh, with Zach? Zach, what's your uh, what's your stew talk you want to do? Oh man, I had the old fifteen hundred dollar piece of junk one twenty five out a couple weeks ago. This kid comes up, he's like, "Man, this thing's awesome." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks, man, appreciate it." He's uh-huh. like, "Did you ever see videos of James Stewart riding these things?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, this kid's probably twenty one." He's like, "Did you ever see videos of James Stewart riding these?" And I'm like, "Dude." Yeah, I saw you know, with my own two eyes right. the band ride these things. And then I got to thinking about my wife. We got married in 2014. The only time that she's ever seen Stu ride, and she's into it now, super big Roxanne fan. She uh, loves it. Yep. The only time she ever saw Stu ride was Atlanta when he kind of when he got lapped and he messed up Marv's yeah. win. Yeah. And so now any time – I hear I got this 22-year-old kid who's a tax-paying citizen that's never seen Stu ride a dirt bike. That's where we're at, dude. That's where we're at. Videos of Stu. And my, yeah. and my wife, when James Stewart comes up, she says, I don't know why you guys like him so much. All he did was, you know, call Marv his yeah. first win. He's a laughing. I'm you, heartbroken. You need to divorce her ASAP, bro. I think that's <laughs> the only thing. That's the only option I've got left is to divorce I mean, her. seriously, yeah. It's Charles. You were there for Stu years. Charles. Yeah. Was. Oh. I was there, yeah. Stu's like my age. Yeah. I'm Buddy. Fully aware. James Stewart on a 125 <laughs> on an outdoor track. I mean, it's just, I, I remember him. What about, uh, you know, the Loretta's Alessi story? Remember that one, Steve? Well, wow, there's 18 million Alessi Loretta yeah. stories. So, so the hype coming out of yeah. Alessi's, Alessi's last year at Loretta's, oh, right? Yeah. So. Alessi, you know he's going to beat Stewart. He's going to beat Carmichael. Whatever, no, they whatever. put him well, in different. They put him in different classes. I think Tony moved him out of Stu's class, didn't he? No, this is when Stu's already gone. Stu's oh. already moved on. Okay. So what they would they used to at Loretta, they haven't done it in a long time. They would get RC or RV or at this time it was Stu. They'd come back and he would ride like a like a parade lap on the new bikes on next year's bike. Yep. So Stu comes out, and the rhythm, the finish line used to be a single with some rollers after it, and like the fast guys would jump to like the first roller. 
dude comes in, launches like to the third roller. I mean, Sailor, Alessi, none of them are doing it. Launches yeah. to like the third roller, hits, and launches all the way out to the flat. Yeah. Pulls over in the grass, 258 sitting on the line, and he points right at Alessi <laughs> and waves his hand and just <laughs> waves it in. Wes Williams has it all on video somewhere. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> about, uh, true, true story. Oh, I remember did, that. Did yeah. you, do you remember that, Charles? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> That's it. That was it. Yeah, there so. we go. Yeah, that then everyone's uh, got one. So, um. hey, hundred hey, hundred percent question. While Charles is on here, Charles, I got a six D, and I don't have the outriggers. I have the my all my hundred percent have don't they're the non outrigger, and I feel like I get a little bit of dirt from time to time. Do the outrigger goggles prevent that on those helmets? Some people. Uh, it depends on your your fit and function. I I would say to try it, um, even if you just go to a dealership with your helmet and try them on, but. The outriggers just offset the strap um, a little bit, you know, wider outside your helmet. And some people that, you know, provides a much better fit. Some people prefer the non-outrigger um, fit. But, yeah, it's totally a kind of personal preference and the way your head matches with your helmet type thing. So. Gotcha. Uh, all right. All right. Thanks That's for the call, man. Down. Thank you. Yep. You guys take it easy. Appreciate it. Did you race, Stu, in amateurs, Charles? Um, he was always so much better than me that like he was in a class ahead of me or like by the time I was in the A or B class, he was turning 15. I wasn't getting to those classes till I was, you know, 18 or something. Oh so, yeah. 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 Right, right. Yeah. He he was a freak. So we're the same age, but he was a, he always, yeah, he, he was always just a little <laughs> bit question, a little bit yeah. further. Um, Hey, for this weekend, who do you like to win? Charles, you said Marvin, who, who, who do you like Amart to do it? Yeah, I'll do, I'll go on that limb. I'll go I'll go um Marvin and Amart will be my picks. And how much does uh how many points does Amart make up on on AP? Um I'll go 8. 8. Okay. All right. That's a yeah. nice nice weirdo number. Uh hey and so um you're you're coming in studio Monday Pulp Mech show. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh yep. yeah, can't wait to have you. Uh thanks for your time today on the Fly Race and Moto CC show, Charles. Thank you, man. No worries. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Uh, Charles Caslew from 100%. Don't forget, go uh, pulp18 at ride100%.com. We thank those guys for coming on. Uh, getdata.it, uh, ECUs for two and four stroke bikes, protaper.com, JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, and maxis.com, MXST tire out now. Uh, please check them out. Uh, it's a premium tire uh, for, for the folks at Maxis, and they're very, very proud of it. And, of course, flyracing.com. Please go to your dealer, pound on the counter, grab their Fly Racing catalog, and check it out, whether it's gear, helmets, hard parts, watercraft, mountain bike. Heck, if you want to get ready for the upcoming snow season in July, they have that also. Uh, speaking of Fly Racing, let's... Uh, Let's get the man himself on the line. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? Just uh, getting ready to go to Milbo tomorrow, kind of packing up everything that i got to take. Um, I haven't been to a race in a while, so I'm excited. Why are you going to Millville? Any particular reason? Uh, no, we just kind of split them up. Okay. You know, right. Why is a big sponsor of the series, and uh, there's just a few of us that kind of take our turn. So I'll be at Millville and Washougal. Okay. Also. Uh, so listen, somebody called in first thing this morning, or first thing today on the show, and said that you picked Marvin Muscan to win this weekend. I did. What's wrong with you? Why do you think that? Uh, did you watch the race last year? Yeah. Marvin was good, but. Yeah, he dominated. Wow, this is a different Eli Tomac, though. Okay. Well, I mean, I, is it different than the one that we saw in the second moto at Southwick in the second right. or the, the second moto at Redbud? Well, we saw him in the first moto whooping everybody till his bike broke. Okay. And- well, I'm just saying he, Marvin won by like 22 seconds in the first moto last year, and then the second moto Eli threw it away and crashed, got fifth. Yeah. So Marvin was fastest in time qualifying at Millville, and then he won both motos running away. So, yeah, I, I don't feel like the guy that's won the last two nationals of the series and dominated this race last year, I don't feel like that's a so that's he, stepping out of line too far. He's going to add to his three-point lead, in your opinion, after after we leave Millville. Uh, I think it could leave at three points, but I think he wins the overall. Okay. Um, Millville, Millville National this weekend, I've long said it's the best track of the series, JT. It's the best track. But it's going to rain all It's raining all day today and all day tomorrow, so maybe that changes. Oh, boy. It's still the best track. 
and it can so yeah, I agree. and it can I hold agree. water and it can hold water. I'm we're, just looking, we're I was looking for a, a segue to get the rain in there, but it is it's really nasty there right. Uh, there right now, and then it's supposed to rain most of the day tomorrow too. Yeah, well, we've certainly seen some some mutters at Millville over the years. Absolutely. Um, uh, hey, and I was talking to Charles about this uh, 250 class. I don't want to be dramatic, but with Indiana coming up and with these other tracks, Amart has to go one-one, man, on a track he grew up on. Like if he wants to win this thing, like he has to go one-one, and he's been very good there. He's won moto before there, I think. Um, it split with Jeremy. Jeremy at one point, I think he's got to go one-one. Do you agree? Yeah, I thought I thought he had to do that at Redbud too. Right. Uh, Redbud had been a historically uh, poor track for Aaron Plessinger. Uh, and I talked about this a few times, but it was like 6, 10, 10, 11 for the past two years at Redbud. And so I was really looking for Amart at a track Redbud, which he's done well at. He had multiple podiums there in the past. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the, you know, that round and this round were huge opportunities. And we saw how Redbud went. You know, AP just would, he killed him, right? He won one yep. and yep. Uh, put a bunch of, put 12 more points uh, into Amart. So, I don't disagree with you. I think Amart uh, has to go 1-1, but I almost wonder if it's too little too late unless mm-hmm. we see some sort of huge problem from Plessinger. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Bike problem, multiple crashes, anything can happen. It's, But if you're just looking a straight up, nothing, you know, a, the way the roll AP's on, you just got to beat them this weekend. Go 1-1 on your track that you know so well, you know, so... Um, yeah, you know. I, I think for Amart, all he can do is try to win races, and you hope, you know... What what would the odds have been for Muscan to be leading the points, leaving Redbud, right? If you just talked yeah. to us a couple weeks prior, oh, yeah. you'd, yeah. you'd tell anybody they're crazy. There's just not possible for that to happen. And then, you know, a couple of rounds later, and Marvin's got a three-point lead. And so that that should show us that anything's possible, not to mention, you know, Osborne going out and Jamar going out and all these guys getting hurt. And, and there seems to be – uh, you know, that's the crazy thing is there's been so much chaos in the 250 class in the early point of the season, but it's, you know, the air kind of got sucked out of it in the last week or two, it seems. I'm kind of waiting for Forkner to put in a 1-1 ride or something. It hasn't worked. It's been a miserable year for him. Uh, he's gotten a podium and stuff, but basically he hasn't done what he's wanted to, but he can. I think he can go 1-1. He's got the speed. Yeah, he's going to win a race. You know, Southwick was one, the one that jumps off the page, obviously. You know, he was, what, four laps away from a 1-1 there. Um, you know, last at Redbud, he's not going to go 1-1, but it, he certainly could have won the overall if things go his way. But, yeah, he's just got to find a way to avoid these huge altercations. And, you know, I, you could argue they're not his fault. I certainly don't think Southwick was his fault at all. Redbud, yeah, I definitely think he should have checked up there. I don't think there's any way to argue that in, in my, my, my mind anyway. Um, but you know, it's a learning process, but he's also three years into this thing. So he's got to, he's got to put himself in better spots. And if you don't have the line in that one, that one, that's okay. There's a whole lot of racing left to do in that one, you know, just in that moto. So, Mm -hmm. um, you see that from the top guys, if you don't have it, you know, live to fight another day and get them back somewhere else. And, And I think Forkner just got to, He's kind of got to, you know, just learn that that racecraft a little bit where it's, you know, it's not live and die in that one corner. Uh, It's a long season and a long month. Absolutely. Let's go to Matt. He's got a question about fly helmets. Matt, what's going on? What's your question? Uh, Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, JT, I've got a question. Um, I've been wearing fly helmets for several years now, um, since back in 2001 or two, whenever the Tim Ferry replica came out. Um, so we've been running on the same design of helmet for, I don't know, several years now. Is there any uh, any plan to change up the design and give us a, a new style helmet anytime soon? So, yeah. The, uh, Your phone's breaking up. Can you hear me? No. Yeah, now we can. Now you're back. Okay. Sorry. Um, so first off, just thanks for wearing fly racing. We really appreciate it. And, and we're trying to continue to raise the bar for you. Uh, secondly, yes, uh, the F2 has been redesigned for 2019, uh, which we will be debuting next weekend. And then, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised in, uh, the next few months on top of that as well. So the short answer for your question is yes, there are a lot of new things coming. There you go, Matt. New, new, new helmets coming. Sounds like it. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Tits is very excited. He was nodding over there as you were talking. Very excited. 
Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where we're we're very happy and very excited, but we're also trying to uh, do things the right way too. So we've got some very exciting news coming. Yeah, the right way is to break it on the Pulp Show on Monday. That's the right way. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Chad, what's happening? You got a question about Chad Reed? Yeah, I've seen there that at the, you know, uh, towards the end of uh, Supercross, he's stating he's racing in 19, but I thought he said no matter what, he's going to race on his own dime So because it'd be probably his last year. But now I'm seeing all over that he, he ain't going to really do it unless he yeah. signs a contract for a last year ride. So. I saw that too, Shad. Yeah, he said he was racing and he would do it again on his own. If so, and then Ellie was kind of saying, hey, if somebody wants to hire him, you know, yeah. he'll ride. So, um, yeah, interesting news, JT, a little bit. It seems like uh, Chad's, you know, saying, hey, I need to ride before I before I race one last year. And, frankly, I don't see that happening, JT. Uh, but what do you think? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, he's, he's the only one that knows that, and Ellie, I guess, as well. But he's said this before, you know, I don't think – I don't think he wanted to build two two motorsports. In fact, I know he didn't want to. It was out of necessity, and I know he didn't want to go racing the way he did last year. But it was out of necessity. So, uh, will he? You know, when it really comes down to it, is he ready to walk away if things don't pan out the way he's hoping? My gut reaction, knowing him, I would say that he ends up racing again somehow, some way. I just know how stubborn he is, and I know how much he wants to race. I just can't see him not showing up somehow, some way, regardless of a team or no team or bikes or no bikes. I just don't – deep down, I don't believe that he would walk away. Um, I think he's I think he's trying to drum up public opinion and, and you know, get everyone as excited as they can and, and people come out in droves and then the team sees the value. And, and I think that's part of what he's good at is, is – getting the the conversation going he's always been good at that whether it's social media or just the media in general so i think there's a little game uh-huh. inside that um but yeah if, if i had to lay a bet i think no matter what you'll see him in 19 there you go Shep. okay by what you say by what you say there does do you think that has something to do with him being on a red bike for the photo shoot or he just didn't have a bike and borrowed a bike yeah, I don't think there's anything to that. Um, I would assume that he's probably reached out and talked to everyone at this point. Um, but we should know by now that you can't really read into anything he does on social media. A lot of it uh-huh. is for, you know, a lot of it's to get conversation, get people talking, and, and keep himself in the forefront of people's minds, which is that adds value to companies too. And, and he realizes that. So. At this point, being July, no, there's no way I would think anything like that is done or even close to done. There you go, Shad. Thanks, cool. man. Thanks for the call. Thank you. See, you know, I'll, no shocker, JT. I'll disagree with you a little bit. I, I think, I don't think he gets a factory rod, you know, uh, on uh, with anybody, and I don't think he does it again on his own, on his own dime. Um, I don't know how much money he made last year. I, I would gather probably not much. You know, I mean, the, I VIP, with the VIP thing was probably all what, what right. What do you consider and, not a lot? What do you consider not a lot? Like taking home for him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the, tr- I don't, I don't, I. You know what? I couldn't even speculate because of the, the the. Wouldn't you think that he would take his gear money home and be? Then that would be about it for that effort, buying bikes and mechanics and speed zone guy and I, I imagine the speed zone guy paid for the gas on the truck, right? Um, yep, and the truck. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Chad was on the hook for a goose, and expenses, and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much he could have possibly made. Purse money is nothing, you know. So, just just a just a number. What what would you guess? Uh, take home profit. Yep, I would say he made three hundred grand. Okay, I would say more like I would if. Just me guessing. Yeah, I would say yeah we're both we're both five. guessing right here. We are both wide open guessing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I maybe have some more insight to it than most, but I would say closer to five, just knowing some of his deals. Yeah. Um. So I, you have to look at it as: Are you willing to go race another year for half a million dollars when you don't have anything other anything else to do, or no other jobs waiting for you that I know of? Yeah, I would say he probably is. Yeah, if it's if it's half a mil, I mean, I guess you know. So, yeah. um, all right. Yeah. It'd be you never know what the opportunities yeah. are too. Like he's claiming he has other opportunities to do other things, which may be true. Maybe it isn't. I, I don't know. 
So I'm sure he has to weigh those opportunities and see, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, man, this is this is it's about money too. Like as much as much as people want to say racing is not about money for a guy like him, oh, sure it is. Yeah. No, want to make money. Like, it's money for all these guys. For. It's money for all these guys. Yep. Absolutely, everybody. Yep. Um, let's go to Dale. Dale, what's happening? How are you? Hey, so earlier the guy was calling in asking about uh, like who, which one of the guys could get a yeah. single digit number. Yeah, uh, maybe JT can uh, uh, verify this, but. Don't you have to win a national title to get a single-digit number? Yeah, but that's what the guy's saying. If Marv wins 450s and Anderson has won 450 Supercross and, and if Amart wins... No, like you have to get an outdoor title, don't you, to get a single-digit number? No. no 450 Supercross counts as yeah, well. Yeah, 450 Supercross, 450 Outdoor, and 250 Outdoor. Three, okay. three, three ways to get, an, uh, um, three ways to get a, a number. So. Gotcha. Oh, uh, if it's going to be a mutter this weekend, what do you guys think of Justin Barsha? I mean, he went, like, what, 4-7 last year. Not... Terrible, and he's pretty damn good. In no, the he's mud. better than he was last year for sure. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's in a mud, if it, if it is a mutter, I like Marv. I'll Marv. take. I'll take I don't Marv. Think it'll be mutter. Uh. I, I would bet against mutter because I think it's supposed to be sunny on Saturday. But I think it'll be ruddy and soft, and you know, um, a little bit slower. Which I think was kind of how Millville was last year, like super ruddy and slow and soft because of heavy rain on Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, JT. Marv was. Pretty incredible at Millville last year. I just watched it, and he was damn good. So is Eli Tomac. I I agree. He's going to win the title too. Okay. I agree. Um, but, all right. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate the call, man. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, it's Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Maxis. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, before we wrap up with JT, um, so the team, the, the rumors are. Uh, oh, by the way, Josh Grant is out for this weekend. We were hoping he would be back, but looks like he's out. J, JT is the word. Washougal? Uh, that's the word we have as a, as one of his sponsors that he's yeah. going to wait to Washougal. Okay, yeah, it was supposed to be Millville, but uh, wait for Washougal. Uh, Tomac, Barsha, and AP, sounds like from what we're gathering, that's going to be Team USA. Uh, any thoughts on that? It's it's pretty much the obvious team, right? Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy pick right now. Um, the question is, you know, it's July, right? And, and typically this team doesn't come out until August, so we're at least three weeks early on our normal picks. Being that the race is in the USA, which logistically is a huge difference for us having to pick the team and making changes to it, I wonder how this is all going to play out. Uh, just knowing how injuries go and mm-hmm. just this whole game, I would be surprised if this is the team that races come October. But um, if it is, I think we have a great great team to go with. But I just, man, if you play the odds game, it just usually doesn't work out. So who would you take if Barsha got hurt or Eli? I don't know. It depends on what Anderson does. If mm-hmm. if Anderson comes back and races and he's, you know, if he's beating Blake, then I think you take Anderson. If he comes back and he's not, you know, he's not killing it or not running up front or Blake catches fire or whatever, I think you just take the next best guy at the time. And I think, I think really importantly, you have time because let's, let's think about this. At the end of our season, if we push this all the way, Till the last race, and we hadn't decided yet. You're still at the end of August. Yeah, you've still got another six weeks before that decision. You know, before anybody's racing. Yeah, and yeah, teams have know, to be in thirty Michigan. days. Thirty days before the race have to be entered. Right, so you still have two weeks. Yep. to make a decision. So, to me, great. The team looks really good on paper, and I think it's the right team to pick. But at the same time, I think we're in our best position ever. That if a guy goes down, we have some really good backup options that may pan out, and and who knows, could even turn out to be better uh, come October, you know, 6 and 7. Well, America's going to get the trophy back. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Well, I, I would agree with you. It's certainly our best shot in a long time. Uh, maybe since, let's say, maybe since Germany, since Switzerland. Yeah. I think we, we had a pretty good chance there, but we really haven't. Uh, I, I guess in France, Rene, we were pretty close to, but France uh, was just better. Yeah, they were just better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey JT, before we let before we let you go, we were talking about some national numbers, and, and that guy alluded to it. Uh, Anderson's going to get a choice to pick a single digit. Uh, does he do it? Would you? I would. I definitely would. Uh, but we have to remember, Anderson's a pretty he's a pretty free spirit, right? Yeah. So uh, the way we think may not be the way he thinks, but uh, yes, if it was me, absolutely. I I you know it's something that very few people will ever get to do in this sport. 
I think just the marketing and, and everything that goes on top of it, the casual fan, when they see that single digit, it just means more versus a you know 21 or whatever else he, he would choose. Um, yeah, does, for me, no, it's a no-brainer. Does the AMA get a call about holding the seven for another year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do? Oh, for sure. Do you I think they, they do it? Or a letter. Do you think they do it? I don't see how they can. Right. That's what um, I was telling Charles. You know, Charles says it's the AMA. Yeah. They probably will. Well, anything's possible when it comes to that, right? Right. But I just don't see how they logically can. No. You know, I think they've they've been over backwards to help him already. But at some point, it's just like, man, you know, we understand, and, and it doesn't mean it doesn't pull at our heartstrings a little bit, but life's got to move on a little bit if, if you're not going to race. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We will see you this weekend at Millville, and uh, we can uh, look forward to that Eli Tomac-Marvin-Muscan battle. All right, man? All right, guys. Thanks. See ya. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody on the show. Fly Racing, presented by Get Pro Taper Maxis. Got good news and bad news, Tits. What do you want first? Uh, bad news. We're off for three weeks. That is bad news. Is that the good news? Is it we're off for three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <same thing. laughs> uh, we got a, I got I got a fly intro next week, then we got a week off, and then I'm going to find Stu in Florida, everybody. So we'll see you in three weeks. 